The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends and earn Unicorns through successful bets or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet! This is Walter Ciades Fedchuk bringing you an extra special supercalifragilisticexpialidocious episode of the Rough Drafts team-by-team spring previews in Europe because we get to talk about the team in Europe. They aren't great. They're not even good. They haven't been for a while. But gosh darn it. They are the favorite team of my good friend and co-host, Chase Redshirt King Wassener. Chase, are you ready for this? I ready is not the right word for a roster I, I like this. I knew you were going to say that too. It's, I knew you were going to say that. I have accepted fate. I think that's the way I would put it. I have looked at the roster. I've dissected it. I've gone through the stages of grief. You know, denial, I was very, very much one of those, like, maybe the ESPN report will be wrong, because even though Jacob Wolf is right, 99 times out of 100, I have to cling on to some hope that maybe something gets changed at the last minute and someone shows up. Nope. Uh, I, you know, Rocket must have heard me because they then released a statement explaining how they picked the roster that they did. And my response to that is that much like a good joke, if you have to explain it, probably wasn't a good joke. It's like, you don't have to explain. Did you see any of the teams like G2 or Fnatic or H2K being like, here, let's explain the process behind our roster to the public. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Orion did. That should tell you something. Yeah, there you go. Orion had a 13 minute long video with Leduc explaining the thought process behind their team. Yeah. I should know. I freaking watched it. <laughs> Congratulations, Rocket. That's Those are the bedfellows that you've chosen for this split. Uh, but it's okay, because as you've claimed on social media now, uh, it's it's got to be hard since you have no sponsors. You're only one of the most successful tech companies in all of Europe and absolutely have access to more funds than any of the other teams that should be financially struggling if your company chose to use them in that way. But hey, whatever, right? At at least they can complain about it on uh, on Reddit. Like, that's going to turn things around and make me as a fan happier. I we got, some, we got some spice coming out of Chase today. Oh, you know boy. The, the, the Rocket Tech Company may be very successful, but their League of Legends team is not. They were 10th place in the summer regular season. Uh, they went 2-6-10. They, uh, they qualified 
back for the LCS. They kept their spot uh, by beating Millennium three to two in the opening round game, uh, and then they they surprisingly they shocked the eight the eight overall LCS team, the number one seed in relegation, Shulk zero four, who are no longer in the LCS. They were three one over Shulk. Says a lot about the Shulk roster and probably not very much about the Rocket roster. Uh, they have a, a plethora of changes. Uh, first, Parang, the top laner, he's out of here. He's been replaced by Faxi, Foxy, however you pronounce his name. Um, he played for Dark Passage in, in one tournament, if my notes are correct. Yes. Uh, they swapped junglers with Giants Gaming. Uh, they now have Maxlore as opposed to Memento uh, in the. They have the same letter to start their name and are almost the exact same player. But this might be a slight upgrade uh, if you look at it. They retained one of my guilty pleasure players in Betsy. I I keep waiting for him to be good again. Um, Steelback left. He was the first free agent signing of the offseason, which again confounds me to no end. He's gone. He's been replaced with Hjarnin, my old Hello, Darkness, my old friend. Charnin's back in the LCS. And then rather than pair him with his old support buddy in Kossing, they've gone back to Korea. They've gone and purchased another challenger-level Korean in Wadid. He replaces Ray's. And I do have to say, Wadid made me so happy because I want to find the exact tweet that he made, he tweeted, ha ha, random Korean again. And if that is not the type of fourth wall meta-breaking stuff I want out of my Korean support player, I don't know what else I want. And then it was answered, Freddy122 is now uh, the assistant coach for this team. He is going to be helping out grabs. And when I first saw Rocket and Freddy122, I thought he was their top laner, and my heart bled for you. I may have panic tweeted. I think people yeah. at the time, I freaked out. Someone pointed he was a coach, and I tried to save face. I totally believed, given everything else I heard about this roster, that that would be something that Rockat would do, which maybe says more about Rockat than anything else I'm going to say. Um, I feel like... I now have to pay the price of telling you to give Hjarnin more of a, more of a, a leash. You've been very <laughs> harsh on him over the years, and I was like, nah, Hjarnin's a good AD carry. You, you would want Hjarnin on your team as an AD carry, and now he is my AD carry. And I'm like, I'm not sure I feel great about Hjarnin being my AD carry. So, yeah. you know, karma comes back to haunt me there. I do love Wadid as a, as a personality. I think this is the right attitude to have. I do think that's something that Rockat as an organization has pushed because you know what? If you can't be good, you might as well be really fun as personality so that people want you to be good. And they have that going for them. They retained fly and grabs. I, I didn't think this was a coaching issue last split. I certainly didn't think it was a managing issue last split. I am on the record of, of thinking that fly is one of my favorite managers that I've personally had the pleasure of working with. Um, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's an interesting offseason. The players that needed to get changed all got changed, but then you lose steel back, and when and that's a loss that I'm not sure this roster that's, can recover from. That that's the big loss. That was the one that I I, I felt like he was going to leave anyways. Um, 
But as early, we'll have to talk about Steelback when we get to him later because there's just other things that just boggle my mind with him. But we're going to talk about the roster that's in front of us. This this is like it or not, Chase. This is your team. Oh, and as, as dubbed by the sports fandom official unofficial rule book, you have to be a fan of theirs until they disappear, until they disband. If they go to Challenger, uh, I guess we sort of fudge it a little bit because they aren't in the pro league anymore. That's sort of them disappearing. Yeah, that, but, like I get to take my widow split from the uh, well widow year from the LCK because <laughs> of CJ Antis. Rest in pepperonis, guys. But this is who you're stuck with. So what excites you about this roster? Because you are a fan, so something has to excite you. I look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play the same game that I've played with myself. I'm gonna talk to you guys like I talk to myself in the mirror every morning when I think about this roster. And let's talk ourselves into the plan, guys, because there is a plan, and and the plan is very simple. The plan is, we go for young upside, all the way. Uh, you look at Faxi. Faxi is a very young top laner. He has only really played in one tournament where we can actually look at these stats. Uh, he played for Dark Passage in their qualifier for IEM. He was 4-0 with that team, which, you know, does that say more about him or does that say more about the players around him? Well, he did have the lowest KDA amongst all players on that team, but he still could be a piece on a successful team, which is... Something, kind of, I guess. Maxlor. Maxlor is impressive, right? You know, we, we prefer him over Memento. When we talked about uh, Memento moving on to Giants, we talked about how that was a downgrade, which means this is an upgrade, which is good because we really need a jungler that's going to have some sort of presence. Uh, you need someone who's a little bit more aggressive than Memento was, and Maxlor certainly fits that description, assuming that... They work on his champion pool, which right now is about three champions, two of which aren't played in the current meta. But other than that, maybe it'll work out. And hey, you know, Wadid is a player that exists, and he can't be worse than Raze. So here we go, right? It, there's a plan. There's potential. They actually went and got three really young guys, not just new guys to the scene, but young guys to the scene, guys who are capable of being molded if Grabs has a system that's worth following through on. And sure, finishing 10th place might insinuate that the system isn't worth following through on, but maybe it'll be different this time without the biggest reason for your success that you ended up having last split. I Look, that's what I got. Is that is that... Enough? I, it has to be, essentially, is the answer I've given myself. I think that's the answer that Rocket fans have to look at and say that, you know, if you're going to be a fan, you might as well believe in the plan. But just ask any Browns fan or 76ers fan about the plan or the process. It's not fun to go through. And unlike the NBA or the NFL, there's no number one overall draft pick that Rocket's going to get to lock in. So... Exactly. That that's why this thought of trusting the plan is so difficult. And Rocket's plan has been the same thing for for a while now. It, it's been go get young players and go get these lottery tickets and hope that they pan out. And Steelback was was sort of a known quantity. He had already proven on Unicorns of Love that he was very solid. That wasn't necessarily a lottery ticket, but the rest of the team that they put around the two Koreans that they brought in and Parang and, and Rays. They didn't pan out. 
So it seems like they're, they're just sitting here with all these lottery tickets, with all these scratch-offs, and they're hoping that something else pans out. But then they also have to retain those players. And the, the return of Betsy sort of surprises me. Uh, I thought he would have tried to get out of this, you know, this team as quickly as possible. But with mediocre showings in the past couple of splits, like, it doesn't surprise me that there might not have been offers for him, that he sort of felt like he had to stay here. Um, I will say that Max Lore intrigues me. I thought at times him and Knight were great. Uh, so getting him integrated with Betsy will be a very uh, quick thing they need to accomplish in order for the team to be successful. Charnin, as, as much as I have had my thoughts and my statements about him in the past, he is a veteran presence. He is someone that can um, be just solid. That was one of my gripes was that he his ceiling is here and his floor is here. Like this is Kiernan. This is all you get. There's no upside. There's no downside. It's this is where he's playing. Um, maybe some time off away from the game is going to help him out. Maybe he is, you know, going to school. He's rekindled his love for the game. Maybe he has shown some improvement. Sure. Maybe. Um. But his support. Hmm. We know Kossing was out on the market. We know him and Kiernan were very good together when they played together for H2K and then for Vitality. That's the guy, the support, the support. That's who you've circled with a big red marker around here. He is the only Korean on this roster. Yes. Wadded. And you said you like his personality greatly. He's been a joy to watch on streams. He's been funny on social media. Yeah. But so was another Korean last split, and he went by Mighty Bear. I was going to say. Vitality. Oh, man, thank you for making that connection, because that's exactly where I was going with this. So go there, go there. How do they compare, Chase? Well, well, first of all, by the way, screw you for saying Betsy should have left. How dare you? How dare you say that to me and to my face? I like Betsy. (laughs) We need something, Walter. Give me something here. But (laughs) look, when it comes to... team. Barely. When it comes to Wadded, I, uh, look, I, I would love to say that I believe in Rockat's ability to scout Korean talent, but we saw Rockat's ability to scout Korean talent before, and it didn't particularly go very well. And if you look at Wadded's career stats versus the career stats that Ray's brought into the team when he traveled over from Korea, he is a slightly worse version of exactly what Ray's looked like. It's the same kind of, let's play a whole bunch of Bard, I can do the tanks if I have to, but I prefer things like the Nami and the Karmas and the ranged supports, and I will do okay with those. I won't do great, but I'll do good enough. I think he's a slightly better Alistar, I would say, than Ray's was. I would say that he's slightly worse at things like the Braum than you would have seen from Ray's. And all of that is to say... I don't know how the spot lane recreates the magic that Steelback had, and it's really important to recognize with this Rocket team that the reason that they did as well as they did last split, and that was not particularly well, it was just barely enough to get by, and the only reason they did that was because Steelback was such a huge part of that team. You say it wasn't grabbing a lottery ticket. It wasn't. He was a known quantity. But they won the lottery anyway with him because he ended up going from a solid piece that kind of fit like what we hope Hjordan will be this split, but then performed well above those expectations. And as much as I'd like to say the same about Hjordan, I don't see 
the upside the same way that there was upside with Steelback. Taking a split off does not usually make you return better and more well-attuned and well-adjusted to where the game is. That doesn't tend to work out well. And even if it does, are we going to expect him to win his lane on average by 6.9 CS at 10 minutes? No. Very few uh, AD carries do that, and there's not nearly enough pressure on the rest of the map. So, you know, are we going to get to him and, and Betsy each accounting for a combined 60% of the team's damage? No, this bot lane isn't built for that, and it's certainly not built that way with the kind of player that Wadded is going to be. I don't think that Wadded and Hyarnin particularly match up style-wise. Hyarnin just wants to play safe and go for team fights. You know, usually you see guys who play these range supports, they're doing so because they want to get incremental lane advantages, because it's much easier to poke and pressure that way. So that doesn't particularly line up. I don't know why you would go out of your way to spend an import slot, and whatever time and resources it took for a team like Rocket to scout over in Korea for a guy that, if we're lucky, will be... Slightly better than Ray's, who was the worst support in North, in Europe last split. And they're doing it without Steelback, who did a lot to make Ray's numbers look better than they actually did. And his numbers didn't look good. So, I am incredibly worried about the bot lane. Wadded in particular. We know what Hyarnid's gonna be, it's just not enough, and Wadded's not the piece that's gonna put him over the edge. So... The thing with me is that what is Rockat good at? What are they going to be good at? You bring up that, that Wadded likes to play mostly range supports. Those are what's in meta right now. Those are what are in vogue. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to play Alistar or Braum or any of the other tanks. Um, so that, that'll be slightly helpful. I think working with Harnan will actually be helpful as well because he is just such a sit back, play safe. I think it'll give him a lot more opportunities for him to go roam, for him to go try and exert influence across the rest of the map. Him building a synergy with Maxlore will have to be a very key thing that the Rocket staff have to hone in on. Absolutely. Um, I like the fact that he, he does seem to be very much like Mighty Bear, where he's enjoying being in Europe. He's you know, coming out, he's streaming, he's making jokes on Twitter, he made a joke about using his Rocket peripherals, like all that stuff. It seems like he's a very happy-go-lucky type person. Yeah. Um, something we really didn't see from Prang and Rays. They were very reserved, very quiet. Hopefully that means that he'll mesh in terms of the personalities on the team. And I look at this and go, what does this team need to do to be successful? Well, Rocket over the past year or so has been early game. We... I feel like we're a full split removed from it, but last spring, Rocket was the best early game team in the LCS, and then it just all fell apart in the late game. And hopefully that can be the focus that, that Grabs and Freddy122 can have, is really focusing on late game team fights. I truly think that's where Betsy's at his best, is when he's not 1v1 laning against people, but when he's in larger you know, skirmishes, 2v3s, 3v3s. I think that's really where he excels, and he showed that he excelled at that kind of stuff when he was playing things like Swain. Yes. Now, Swain isn't in the meta, but it still is sort of a control magey meta that you can translate some of those skills from, you know, a Swain or a Vladimir into things like Oriana, where you're looking for ultimates, where you're looking primarily about positioning. Um, so I'm hopeful for that, but the nervous factor is just... It's so much unknowns. Betsy, we sort of know who he is. Karen, we sort of know who he is. Max Lure has only really had a split up at the major level. Faxi, very limited exposure. Wadded, very little limited exposure. And with the 
sort of talent that is being amassed in Paris Saint-Germain and the other challenger teams below them. Again, it's this thing of you really need to dodge relegation, and I think them ending up in a group with Giants is helpful because the two of them can duke it out with each other. Mm-hmm. And there is a chance that somebody else drops in there as opposed to Orion, where it's four teams that are probably playoff-level teams, in all honesty, where you you know, you know don't have that, well, this is definitely like a 50-50 shot for us, uh, which definitely helps out Rocket. But Chase... Mm-hmm. We can't necessarily say whether they're relegated or not today because we still have nine weeks of games left to play. We have 18 best of three series. So at the end of the day, when we're on that last day of week nine, when we're talking to each other, what are we going to say was the difference maker and what determined the season for Rocket? Well, I I think it's going to be two things. I I think it's going to be do the young players work out? You know, Faxi, Maxler, and Wadded are all lottery tickets that they're buying in on. You know, Faxi especially is just a guy who is incredibly raw, and we'll see how he fits in. But it's going to be that that mid-jungle synergy, because when you look at last split, Betsy led the league as far as mid-laners going with 31.9% of his team's damage. That is insane. That is an insane amount of carrying that he took upon his shoulders last split. And to be fair, you bring up their team fighting. Their team fighting was actually the only thing that was good about their split in the summer. The spring split was all early game fights and airwalks would then bow out of the game because he didn't know what to do after 15 minutes. Exactly. But when it came to the summer split, you know, the reason that they went five and three in their first eight games, as Kelsey Moser pointed out at the time, was because they were fighting very well at the late game. Because Steelback had a really good understanding of when to use his skill shots, and Betsy was playing these late game mages that are his specialty. They can team fight under grabs. That was what grabs pushed when he got there, and he's probably going to continue to push that team fight mentality. But the only way they're winning these team fights is if Betsy is the one who could sweep the enemies off the rift. He's going to be the one that when you point and say, who turns the team fight around? It's got to be Betsy with a triple kill. It's got to be him, you know, setting Hjarnin up with enough roots or stuns, depending on what he's playing, to get the cleanup on team fights. He is the guy that will be the point forward of sorts. The guy who also, you know, both has to set up the plays and make the plays. That's the role that has been thrown onto Betsy. Now, can he do it? Uh, can Max Lore improve his champion pool? If he can, then that's definitely in play. Uh, is, you know, can Wadid turn out to be an actual support rather than a solo Korean, which we're always told to be cautious about that, and a guy who doesn't seem to have done anything particularly special in the challenger scene. If he is, then Hjarnid's going to be in a place where he'll be set up for those team fights. And if Faxi turns out to be good, which, again, that's the weird one of all of this. I don't know what the upside with him is, but they really liked him in tryouts, so maybe he knows how to team fight as well. Maybe grabs his system, finally gets cemented, and Betsy has to run it all through him. But that is a lot of pressure to put on a guy a long season and as you said it's gonna be a long one for fans like me who are looking at this and being told the process the process and i just 
We'll you, see what you, happens. You you looked at me and you you said Betsy leaving Rockat. Like what? You just gave the perfect like I'm Betsy's agent. This is why he should leave and go somewhere else. This is why you should sign him. Look, like I'm not crazy for thinking he's good, and he is probably my favorite player on this roster. Like good. I said, he's my he's like my uh, my Hollaback girl. You know, that dirty little song that you have on your playlist that you hope never comes up when you shuffle it and there's people in the car. Like, I, I like Betsy. And then anytime I bring it up, people go, are you crazy? Why do you like Betsy? Like, he played for Gambit. He's like the last Gambit player in the LCS. C- cut me some slack. Cut me some slack. That's fair. Uh, I do agree. I think that, that he is really going to have to um, stand out. But I think... Yeah, I, truly, at the end of the day, it, it's really got to be Maxlor. He's got to be the guy that makes this massive market improvement. He has to look at what was so successful on Giants with him, and that was him and Knight pairing up, him getting Knight ahead, him letting Knight exert his influence. And I don't think Betsy is as good as Knight. I don't think he's you know going to be the all-pro mid lane, you know, first-tier mid laner uh, in any regard, but that's the power point on this team. Harnan is good in team fights. He feels very much like Steelback in that regard, but he is not an overwhelming force in laning phase. You said it best. He's not going to have some incredible, you know, 6.9, 9.6, whatever it is, CS lead at 10 minutes. He's not that kind of guy. And you need to use the fact that he can play very safe. He can be self-sufficient in that bot lane and move wadded around the map. It Really, when you look at all the pieces come together, Maxlor is the guy in the middle. He's the guy that's got to make everything run. He's the guy that has to connect all these different pieces together and and make them successful. And we haven't talked about Faxi much because there's not much to talk about. He's really, really unexperienced. So you have to look at that and you have to go, I can't have Faxi be my primary guy. I can't have him be my secondary guy. He just needs to survive. And that's the only thing I'm telling him. I'm putting him in as, as, as good a matchup as I can and I'm telling him, don't try to solo kill them. It's okay if you're down 20 CS. Freddy122 went a whole split of doing that. Don't worry about it. He's got the perfect teacher in how to play from behind, how to just be a big old meat shield tank. Because this is one of the guys that when Ramus was top lane was a thing, Freddy122 was like, I'm going to play me some Ramus. Like, I'm just going to play Ramus. That's great. That's perfect. That's what you want out of Faxi. And you tell Maxlor and you tell Betsy, you go, you guys have to be the fulcrum. You guys are the ones that are going to make us be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think they can to some extent. And they have the easier group. They have the easier group to stave off relegation. And at the end of the day, I think they're going to be fighting with Giants to stave off relegation. I think this is going to be a battle and really comes down to which jungle mid lane pairing is better. And I think that Betsy and, and Maxlor are slightly ahead of where Knight and Memento currently are. But Chase, you're the fan. Mm-hmm. Give me your, your, your ultimately totally biased prediction for this team. You've got them winning the spring split, right? It's like they're going to go 18 and 0 and win this thing, right? Look, I'm a Falcons fan. Fandom to me means taking a crap all over your team because you just expect the worst and then you can be pleasantly surprised from there. That's just how I've been raised. That's what fandom is to me. Uh, I I am more optimistic about this team than I thought I was going to be once I broke it all down and looked at the numbers and looked at the kind of system that they're going to be putting in place. I think they're going to be the fourth seed in Group A, but I think they're going to be closer to Misfits than they are to Giants. I think that this is a team that has a lot of pieces that if they come together 
very much work towards the system that Grabs wants. If Maxlor can get Betsy ahead, they have some pretty incredible setup for a team fight composition. And if they can get the team fights going, if Hjarnin can clean up the way that Steelback cleaned up, maybe not quite as efficiently, but maybe you get more out of Faxi than you did out of Parang. Trust me, it's not hard to get more out of a top laner than it was play out of Parang. Play more than Jace. Yeah, playing more than Jace, and it's in play. And, you know, the upside is there. And I did not feel that way about Rockat's roster last split. I was very negative about Rockat last split. This time, I am... I'm not high on this team. I do not think they're a playoff team. But I think they could become a playoff team by the time Summer Split rolls around. I think that there are enough young guys. If fa if the Faxi lottery ticket comes through, you know, if Wadid turns out to work out, they can replace whichever one of the three new people doesn't work at all. There's movement here. So let's see, Rockat. I'm, I'm, I'm with you till the very end, so don't make an end now. Don't don't let it be over, please. This is the bargaining stage of all of this. I didn't say I was done with the five stages of grief. I just said I'm going through them. Here's bargaining, please. Rocket, chase, 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 and rocket. It's just like the Cheers bar. It never closes, and you're always family. Yes, I, I think that's where it is. We don't want last call. We don't want to hear closing time. We don't want to hear time of your life. Like keep it open, keep the tunes cranking. We'll have another pint over here if you don't mind. Rocket, fly. So. <laughs> That's the podcast. That is the podcast that I have personally been waiting for because I like to, to torture Chase with the fact that I'm a TSM fan and we're ultra successful and he's a Rocket fan and he, he lives in misery 90% of the time. But if you disagree with anything we said, if you think that I'm a terrible person for torturing one of my best friends or if you you know want to want to give him a, a hanky for his tears at the end of the split when another one of his teams are relegated, you guys can find us on social media. I am at C80s underscore LOL and the Rocket fanboy Chase Wassener. Where can the friends at home find you? You can find me at RedshirtKing. I will be tweeting about Rocket disproportionately as the European split goes on. It just always is the case. They are my team. I want to hear from you guys. You know, if you're Rocket fans, you know, come together with me. Let's let's get through this together. We're greater in, you know, misery loves company. We're stronger together than we are apart. And maybe this comes together Grabs, it's in your hands, man. Make it work. Make it happen. And and that's just the that's just what I'm gonna hold on to. I just I have to. I will cling to that. You're gonna grab it mind. with your hands. So Is just that, cling, cling with me at Red Shirt King. It'll be fun. If nothing else, you can enjoy the 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 bitter bitter tears that are sure to follow. Well, that is day nine of our team by team previews. We've covered nine teams in Europe. We covered our ninth team in North America today. Just hit next on the old playlist bar there, and then I'll take you over to them. We have one last team. One final team before the games start. And they just picked up a new sponsor there, Chase. I don't know if you heard it. Oh. And their sponsor's name is Impossible is Nothing. That is their slogan. It's Adidas. We'll find out if Impossible truly is nothing for this team when we see you tomorrow. Until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel. 
and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.